Well, if you would, go ahead and open up your Bibles. Let's turn to the book of Matthew, chapter number 5. Matthew, chapter number 5, and a, a very familiar passage, but something I believe that can really be a help to us tonight, something that I believe can encourage us. Uh, Matthew chapter number 5, and as you turn there, I would just like to say that we certainly do appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, everyone's been so kind to us, and it really has been a blessing. And I, I don't know if I shared all of this, because we did miss um, the first two nights, or first two days of the conference, but we are at 95% of our support, and we are leaving for the field in January. We're excited to get there, excited to begin um, serving the Lord there in the country of Mozambique. Matthew chapter number 5, let's just read a few verses here, starting verse number 14. The Bible says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know, it's a very familiar passage, but there's so many truths that we can pull out from this text. You know, you don't really have to go all the way to Mozambique to see that we live in a pretty dark world. It seems like the world's just getting darker and darker all the time. Uh, turn on the news for about three seconds. That's all it's really going to take. This world is not getting any better, but I would say that hey, this world still has hope. This world still has something that can make a difference, and that's Jesus Christ. It's the only hope that this world even has. This, um, this past January, I was, I was in Mozambique. I was there. I was at the missionary's church that we were visiting. And while we were there, the missionary, he stood up at the end of the service, and, and he said, okay, we've got some, some guys here from America. So if you speak English, which there were, not that, there were not very many there that spoke English, but he said, if you speak English... Why don't you go to these guys and share your testimony? Tell these guys what, what God's done for you. So at the end of the service, a, a young lady came up to me. She said that she was 18 years old, and she began to share with me her testimony. She said that she grew up in a family there in Mozambique. They had no religion. They didn't have a church they went to. They didn't go to a mosque or a, a cathedral, anything like that. They didn't have any, anything that they worship. Well, I mean, of course, besides themselves. We don't have to talk about that right now. But she said that one day they got a new next-door neighbor. She said that this lady came over. This lady was a believer, loved the Lord, saved, all those things. She was attending the missionary's church. This lady came over and knocked on their door and shared with, shared with them the gospel, invited them to church. They had never been invited to church before, never had been to a church at all. So they decided that they would go, and this, um, this lady and whole, her whole family started going to church. They began to sit under the preached word of God. They began to hear the gospel over and over, and it didn't take long that they all trusted Christ and were saved. Praise God for that. Simply what happens when someone says, hey, I'm going to be a witness. I'm going to go to my neighbors. I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. And God changed this lady's life for all eternity. While I was, I was talking with this, this young lady, I asked her a question. I said, why should someone come to Mozambique and preach the gospel? I mean, we know we can probably list out a hundred reasons why someone should go, but number one reason why someone should go is because 
Jesus Christ has given us a great commission to go into all the world and to preach the gospel. I wasn't looking for that kind of answer. Uh, Secondly, I knew that we're already going back to Mozambique. We already surrendered our lives to serve God in that country. But I just want to know what this lady would say. This, uh, This lady, she looked at me and she said that there is a young generation of people in Mozambique that are looking for something that's real. They're looking for something that's true. She said, the the young generation, she said, my generation, they see the Catholic Church and they see all these promises that it makes and they're empty. She said the same thing with the mosque. All these promises that it makes, but they don't fulfill the promises. The same is true with the the animism and the, the witch doctors there in Mozambique. She said, they see that you can go through all these rituals, do all these things, do all of these works, but it's not enough. It doesn't fulfill the promises that it makes. She said, this young generation in Mozambique, they're tired of religion. They want something that's real. They're looking for truth. She said, really, they're looking for Jesus. They're looking for Jesus Christ. They're looking for the gospel. She said, but there's a problem here in Mozambique because there's hardly anyone here sharing Jesus. Hardly anyone at all. I didn't know what she was going to say when I asked her that question, but I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I thought, wow, what a, what a great need there is here. It kind of lit a fire in my heart that I wanted to get back to Mozambique. It reminded me of the, the darkness of the place. Here's a, here's a whole group of people, uh, a whole bunch of young people that are looking for the truth, but it's so dark they can't even find it. I'd say that's true not only for Mozambique, but most places in our world today that there's a lot of darkness, and it doesn't seem like it's getting any better, but if we as Christians would let our light so shine, I believe that can make a difference. I, I, I'm not, if, if we turned off all the lights right now, please don't do that. Uh, I'm not suggesting that. But if we turned it off, you realize if we, you know, a few of us got our phones out, it wouldn't take too many of those, and we would be able to see. Just a, a small light from an individual and when we do that, it makes a great difference. I wonder how, how is your light shining today? Is your light making a difference in your world? If, as we're looking at this passage, we're thinking about being a light for Jesus, about letting our, lights, or, or letting our light so shine. The first thing we have to realize that is if we're going to be a light for Jesus, then we need to know Jesus Christ personally as our Savior. You're not going to be a light for Jesus if you don't know him. If you've never been saved, I wish you'd get that right today. That's the most important thing that we could do right now. Of course, we want to reach the world with the gospel, but if we can't, we can't reach the world if we've not experienced it for ourselves. But for those of us who are saved, what kind of light are we being? As we think about this, um, number one, we have to consider the source of the light. Hey, the source of the light, it's Jesus. He's the source. Hey, I'm not the source. Uh, your pastor here, he's not the source of the light. Uh, we're not the source. The, the, the church isn't even the source. Jesus Christ, he is the source of the light. In, in the book of John, chapter number one, uh, the Bible says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light but was sent to bear witness of that light. Here was John the Baptist, and he was out and he was preaching. He was doing all these great things, and he said, Hey, listen, I'm not the light. 
I'm simply here to bear witness of someone else, to bear witness of Jesus Christ. Hey, we're not the source. Jesus Christ is the source. We're simply here to be a witness of him. Did you ever remember when you're reading through the book of Genesis, the very beginning, uh, God said, let there be light, and there was light, right? Remember that part? Well, where'd that light come from? You realize it wasn't until just a few days later God made the sun, the moon, and the stars. So where did this light come from? Well, this light came from God. This light came from Him. We have to remember, if we're going to be a light for Jesus Christ, then we have to remember that He is the source of the light. He is the source. We need to be... We need to know that. We need to know that he is the source of the light. Secondly, tonight, as we're thinking about letting our light so shine, we, we want to consider the, the operation of the light. Hey, what are we doing with the light that we've been given? Look in, our, look in our passage here. Look in verse number 15. The Bible says, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. This passage is pretty clear that we've got a light and there's, a, there's an option. We can either take that light and we can hide it away. Or we can set it up on a candlestick and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Hey, there are two options, but do we realize, hey, what happens if we hide the light? If we hide the light, what hope does this world have? If we hide the light, who is going to find Jesus Christ? If we hide the light... What hope does our own community have, let alone this world that we live in today? Really, there are two options, but there's not really two options. We have to let our light shine. What are we doing with the light that we've been given? There's a whole number of reasons why we might hide the light, and none of them are good. All, none of our excuses uh, hold any water. None, none, of it, none of it works. Maybe we hide the light. Why do we hide? Maybe it's because we're ashamed. God forbid that we would be ashamed of Jesus Christ, the one that went to the cross and died for our sins, but sometimes we're ashamed. Let's not, let not that be said of us. Maybe we're fearful. Maybe we fear what people might think about us. Maybe we're afraid of what people might say. Maybe we doubt that God can really use us, and maybe that's why we hide the light. Why are we hiding? I think it's kind of evident that we have hidden our light because look at the state our world's in. Look at the state of our country. Somebody's hiding the light. Only Christians can hide the light because we're the only ones that have it. Maybe we hide the light because we're just too comfortable. Maybe we just don't want to inconvenience ourselves. You know, several years ago, there was a, a lady that um, was saved, loved the Lord, and and everything, and that coming Sunday, they were having Friends Day at church. So when she went to work at the grocery store, she said, well, I'm going to invite everyone that comes through my line today to church to be my friend on Sunday. So that's what she started doing, and then uh, she started inviting people to come, and then uh, a man came through the line, and she invited him to be her friend on Sunday. And afterwards, he thought, well, that was really weird. Does she know who I am? No one's ever invited me to church. Uh, does she know the lifestyle that I'm living? He wasn't living for God. He was unsaved. He was lost in all those things. Does she realize who I am? And she invited me to church? He thought, there's no way I'm going to go. But during the week, he began to think, well, 
you know, I might go because that girl was pretty. If you're here tonight because of a pretty girl, that's not the right reason to be here. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Don't, don't get up and leave. That's, okay. that's all right. Um, but it's just amazing how God uses uh, bad intentions for his glory, right? So this, this man, he, he went to church. He, went on the very, he sat down on the very back row. He was a Baptist already and didn't even know it. He sat down and he began to look around and he said, oh, that girl that invited me to church, she's not even here. Hey, that's a good reason to be at church. If you're out inviting people, you're not going to miss. That's a, side, that's a side note. Anyway, he's looking around and she's, he's like, she's not even here. And then all of a sudden he looked up at the piano and there she was behind the piano playing the music. Well, he sat in church and um, he said, I want to come back and hear that again. He came back a few times, and hey, it didn't take long. God worked in this man's heart, and God saved this man. And praise, praise God. Uh, he, they, he kept going to church, and after a few years, that man and that woman, they, they actually got married. And they're my parents. I have a hard time telling this story because I just praise God for what he's done in my life and in the life of my family. And I think about because one person decided they were going to be a light. It changed the eternity for one man, which is now going to change eternity for people in Mozambique. Imagine what God would do with us if we would simply allow the light to shine through our lives. What could God do? Maybe, maybe God would save one soul. And we have no idea what impact, not only would that make for the one individual, but for the eternity of even others. What's keeping you from being a light for Jesus Christ? We can't let fear, shame, inconvenience keep us from being a light for him. I wonder tonight, what are you doing with the light that you've been given? How does your light so shine? Number three tonight, I'd like to think about the visibility of the light. Look in verse number 16. The Bible says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hey, I wonder, what does this world see? The passage, it says, Hey, let your light so shine before men. You know what it doesn't say? It doesn't say, let your light so shine in your house. Hey, even though hey, we, we should be a light in our house, we should be a light to our, our family, to our children, we should be a light, but it doesn't stay in our house. Uh, it doesn't say, let your light so shine at church. Even though, if you're going to shine anywhere, please shine at church. Come on. I mean, it's the easiest place to be a light for Jesus Christ is right here. But it doesn't stay right here. It's got to go outside these, these walls to the people all around this own community. Hey, let your light so shine in your car on the way to work. Well, we probably should shine there. Like when people cut you off and, you know, all of that. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't stay in your car. I remember a few years ago, I was, I was working at my job, and the Lord was working on my heart about a few things, and uh, the Lord had really convicted me about just being a light at my workplace. So I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start taking my Bible in and set it on my desk. 
So I started doing that, so I started carrying a backpack. I took my Bible and put it in my backpack, and the Lord said, no, that's not, that's not what I wanted you to do. So I just started carrying it in, just carrying my Bible into work. But you know what's amazing? It's not a testimony of me. It's a testimony of our God. But people start to notice those things. People started to see, hey, this guy's carrying a Bible. This guy must uh, know Jesus Christ. This guy must have something a little bit different. It didn't take long that people would come to my desk because they saw me reading my Bible, and they say, hey, I need some help. I need some prayer. I need, I need this. I need that. And the Lord really began to work just in my workplace, in people's lives. There was, and not a testimony of my greatness, but of the greatness of our God. I, one of my coworkers got saved while I was there. And that's probably why God sent me there for six years. And now he's sending me to Mozambique. But I wonder, hey, what, does this, what does this world see? The, the passage says, let your light so shine before men. We're supposed to be shining this light, the, the light of Jesus Christ, the light of the gospel, to pe- the lost and dying people of this world. What is this world going to see if they don't see light from one of us? Down in Tennessee, there's this place called the Lost Sea. Have you, guys, have you ever been to the Lost Sea before? Um, so the, it's a, just a big cave, really what it is. I just asked you guys because I knew you went to Crown, so you were on that area. Sorry, I should have waited save that for later probably um, but there's it's just a big cave and you can go down into this cave and there's a pretty big body of water down there and you can get on a boat they take you across the water and I was there a few years ago in this boat about halfway across the water and our guide he says all right we're about to do something you probably never have ex- experienced before so we're going to turn off all of the lights and you're going to experience something called total darkness so they shut the lights off, and I began to pray that they'd come back on. It's dark. I'm telling you, if, if you've never experienced before, it's, it's a very odd feeling. It's, uh, the darkness, it, it's just so thick. It's kind of heavy, even. It has an odd feeling about it. But you, my eyes, I put my hand in front of my face. I can't see my hand. My eyes are as big as they can get. I'm trying to find some source of light, and you can't see anything at all. Praise God, the lights came back on, and we made it across the the lost sea and all of those things, made it out of there. Um, But it made me think of this verse over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 3, the Bible says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Verse number 4, the Bible says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. That's what the devil wants. The devil doesn't want you to be a light for Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you to, he doesn't want you to shine for Jesus because hey, he has blinded the minds of the people all over this world. They're living in total darkness. But if we would be a light for Jesus and they could just see a little bit of light, That's all it takes. That's all it takes to make a difference. But people are living in total darkness without Jesus Christ. And you know what else I I really believe? And I really believe not only are there people in our world today that are living in total darkness without the light of the gospel, but I believe there are a lot of people in our churches today that they've been living down in the lost sea for a little bit too long. And they've lost the reality of our world that most people don't know Jesus. 
Most people in this world are not on their way to heaven. Most people have no idea about God's word. Most people don't have a clue. But it's our responsibility to get the gospel to the world. It's our job. We need to get out of the lost sea. We need to get out of that total darkness and come to um, grasp with the reality that most people don't know Jesus Christ. And what are we going to do about that? What are we going to do? What is this world going to see if it doesn't see the light of Jesus Christ from one of us? I wonder tonight, how does your light so shine? What's this world see in your life? Do they see anything at all? You know what I think this world often sees? Christians that are too busy for God. I think this world sees Christians that make God their lowest priority. I think this world sees Christians that don't really believe in a place called hell. A real place where real people are going and going to spend all of eternity there. We don't really believe that. Because if we did, we'd be a light for Jesus Christ. I think this world sees Christians that really love this world more than anyone else. But what does this world see from us? What does this world see from this church? What does this world see from me? I wonder how your light so shines today. And last of all, we'll be done. I want to think about the purpose of the light. Look in verse number 16 again. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. The Bible says, Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You see, the the purpose of the light isn't so that we can build a great name for ourselves. The purpose of the light is not so that we can exalt our church and make our church the, the biggest and the best church in this community. No, that's not the purpose. The purpose is not so that we can be placed on this pedestal and be lifted up. No, the purpose is to bring glory to God. To bring glory to God by our lives, through our church and all of those things. The purpose is that he would receive all the glory for it all. In the book of Philippians, chapter number 2, The Bible says in verse number 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross." Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, one day this will be, at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. One day, because of what Jesus did, because he 
humbled himself, became a man, went to that cross, died for our sins, was buried and rose again, and, and won the victory for us so that we could be saved, so, we, so that we could spend an eternity in heaven. Because of what he did for us, one day, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to fess. Everyone is going to give him the glory for what he did for us. But you know what? One day that's going to be. But if we allow the light of Jesus Christ to shine through us as we should, then we can give God the glory right now. I don't want to have to wait till that day in heaven when all of creation is bowing to give him glory. I don't want that to be the first day that I give glory to God. I don't want that to be the first day that we give glory to him. The purpose of the light through our lives is to bring glory to God. I wonder, who's getting glory by your life? Who's getting glory by your life? This world is a dark place. This is not, it's not getting any better, but we can make a big difference if we simply allow God to use us the way that he would like to be used. I'm sorry. If we allow God to use us the way that he would like to use us, if we would shine the way that he would like to shine through our lives, imagine the difference that God can make in our world today. I wonder, how is your light shining? Could you be a greater light? Maybe, maybe you're already saved. Could you be a greater light for Jesus Christ? Could you be a greater light for him? There are people all over this world, even in this own community, that need to know Jesus Christ. They need to see the light of the gospel. We need more light to shine. Would you be a greater light for him today? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, your many blessings. We sure do thank you for being so good to us and all that you've done. Lord, thank you for your word and your truth. And most of all, we want to thank you for Jesus who came to this world and died on that cross for our sins. Lord, we ask that you would work on our hearts tonight. Lord, for that one here that's lost, that's never trusted you as their Savior, Lord, I ask that you would touch their heart that they would be saved before it's eternally too late. And Lord, for those who are saved, Lord, I ask that you would um, convict hearts, Lord, and lead us to be greater lights for you. There are people in our world that need to know Jesus, people in our homes, people in our families, our friends, in our schools, our workplaces. They need to know Jesus Christ. Would you help us as your people that we would be a greater light for you in this dark, in this lost and dying world today. Lord, we love you. We thank you and praise you for it all. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I wonder if our heads bowed and our eyes closed. We're just going to stand for a moment. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, the first question I'd like to ask tonight is the same question that Brother Clower asked at the very beginning. Do you know for sure that you're saved? you know for sure that if you die today, where you would be? Friend, that is the most important question you can ask yourself. 